Sam was just amazing. Sam, Why is that? Sam had this real sense of justice. Um, she would stick up for anybody. She'd speak out for anybody. She wouldn't. She wouldn't take anybody's crap at all. She was just this real absolute sense of justice. And the thing I used to love about Sam was you could have a conversation with her about about how a, sat, a space satellite works or, the, or, or what goes into the components for the fuel of a rocket. And she, right. and she had all this information was just amazing. And she again, unfortunately, she was found unconscious on our streets and died in hospital after coming off life support. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Running Tales podcast. I'm Craig Lewis and as you heard there, we've got something a little bit different for you this week from the normal kind of episodes that we do. Now, if you're a subscriber to our Substack newsletter, which, uh, quick plug, you can find at runningtales.substack.com or you regularly follow our social media pages, then you'll have seen that we've been organising a, a, a run in our hometown of Northampton, England, to raise money for a rough sleeper charity there called Project 1615, which helps feed rough sleepers in the town, provides them with sleeping pods and generally with support all round. Really, really good charity one that's quite close to my heart. On Saturday, this event actually took place at the town's race course and um, pleased to say that we managed to raise more than £1,000 for the charity, which is fantastic news. It'll make such a difference to them. Now, my own personal challenge uh, saw me run for the 30 miles across all six hours of the event, which is the first time I've covered an ultra distance. I've done a couple of marathons, but that's hugely different for me, um, much, much further than previously. And I, I just want to talk about that briefly before I get on to the kind of much more important stuff around the rough sleeping. Um, it was really hard. I've still got some very sore knees. I don't particularly think it's an amazing achievement on on my behalf, but it, it kind of made me think about what we categorise as an amazing achievement within running because for some people, the hardest thing they've ever done is that first run to the end of the road or that first 5K, and they would look at me doing 30 miles and go, oh, my word, that's unbelievable. I can't believe you did that. But I look and speak to some of the people who we have on this podcast and it is a million million miles away from what I've done I'm talking to people who've done 100 mile races 130 miles they've done marathons every day in a year they've they've uh, they've done all kinds of weird ultra challenges they've done huge races like the marathon de Saab or the comrades and so everything is kind of quite relevant in running and it got me thinking about that really and I guess at the end of the day the most important thing about that is it doesn't really matter how far you go and how fast you go as long as you're getting some enjoyment out of running it's helping your your your, your mental health your physical health making you just feel a little bit better all round about life and that is something we try to promote on this podcast so hopefully that comes through it but uh my little brain was worrying you got six hours to think as you're running around and around in circles in a park and that's the sort of thing that came into 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 my head anyway which i thought was quite quite interesting anyway the re- main reason i was doing it was running for rough sleepers running for this charity project 1615 and that's because there are rough sleepers out there in northampton all around England, all around Britain, all around the world, and they are often abused, they're often freezing. I've seen incidents back when I was a reporter at the BBC where rough sleepers were set on fire, where they were attacked and abused. They've been uh, women on the streets who I have heard about who have sadly been raped or sexually abused. It is not a pleasant life. Yes, there is uh, addiction and so on as well, and some of that may have been brought upon them by themselves, but... uh, At the end of the day, these are people at the very sort of bottom level of their lives. But what Project 1615 does, which I find so amazing, is it tries to restore some of the dignity to them. And that dignity 
comes in their own minds and it's so important in getting them back onto the right track. So we were really keen to to raise some money for Project 1615. But moving on, the point of this podcast is we want you to hear a little bit more from Project 1615 themselves and from their founder, Stan Robertson. So Michelle met up with Stan in Northampton Town Centre and spoke to him about what the charity does. Now, I should say before we start this, it's not our usual sound quality. We did this for a video, which you can see on our, our YouTube channel at Running Tales Pod. Uh, but the uh, sound quality, there's a lot of noise in the background, uh, cars beeping and so on. But I think it's still pretty clear. So I hope you... Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it, I hope it uh, gives you something to think about. We'll be back with our normal running offering next week. But in the meantime, this is Michelle talking to Stan Robertson from Project 1615. Hi, we're outside Abington Street at the bottom end and I'm here with Stan from Project 1615. And we just want to go around Northampton and centre some key points and talk about why we feel the um, Project 1615, the work they do, um, the good it's doing for rough sleepers and raise awareness and support. For, mis- for myself, Step Forward Lewis, um, I find that rough sleepers is increasing and I want to know what is being done and how they're currently managing living on the streets with the current climate of cost of living, etc. So Stan, tell us more about Project 1615 and the work that you do around here. Okay, so Project 1615 started in the Beast of the East, October 2017. Um, with um, hot tea and bacon sandwiches coming out to the guys on the streets. It started as a need to um, demonstrate the, the value and worth of all humanity. That's the foundation of our charity and everything that we do. And, and basically demonstrating to the people that are on the streets that they have value beyond their circumstances. Um, and and, that. and um, obviously over that time we've lost a, a lot of people and uh, we've seen a lot of heartache which is really one reason we're starting here because as most people will know that have had their eyes more open to rough sleeping lately following the funeral of George Murray here on the Market Square which which really caused a lot of people to start to really think about this and to really become aware that um, there is humanity behind these blankets and that everybody has value and worth and people want to do something you know so this uh, run tomorrow is not just about money it's about awareness yes and it's about making people more more aware really that um we do have a rough sleeping problem in northampton um it was never truly dealt with with everybody in and it has been steadily increasing as time's gone by can you also for myself as well you know obviously you always hear don't give money to the rough sleepers what is that true should we give them get them coffee get them food are they likely when they get the money to save that for drugs or alcohol or would you say it's up to the individual what they choose it's, to do it's always a personal choice um that whether you whether you give anything to anybody at any time because obviously when the money's in your pocket it's your money uh once you hand that money over it's no longer your money therefore it's not your choice what you do with it or what the person you give it to does with it um i'd we, I'd, we do get a lot of sticks sometimes and read a lot of the, the um, social media rubbish about oh I, went, I need to give someone a sandwich and they were rude and didn't want it or they, they wouldn't they wouldn't take the burger or whatever or they didn't want food but what people I think forget 
is that there are as many neuro, neurodiverse people on the streets as there are off the streets, as many people with different um, food needs and different food hang-ups. I mean, if I'm a vegetarian and I'm homeless and I'm sitting outside Greg's, I'm not going to appreciate a sausage roll. No. I would sooner have 50p, you know, and because and, sometimes it's, these guys, they, they, they might need to buy medication, they might need to buy sanitary products, they might need to buy a different type of food. You know, what if they can't drink milk? What if they can't take um, gluten? There's all these different issues. And, and, your, and, and the other answer to your question, going on further, is yes, you might give somebody a fiver and they might go and buy some beer with it. But that's what alcoholics do. Yeah. But we judge them more because they're sitting on the street than we do the guy coming home from his job in the end of a night and sitting down and down and off bottle of vodka. Well, one thing I've learned from you about um, and what you do give out on your van is um, you did a call out a couple of weeks ago for sugary drinks. Why was that message out on Facebook that you needed sugary drinks? The sh sugary drinks, um, that they are a good, well, the best substitute we can give to alcoholics. Um, the, the sugar in the drinks helps to replace the need for alcohol and just keeps the guys going a little bit longer before they get that first drink. Um, alcoholism is really the only addiction you can't quit. You can't cold turkey alcohol because it'll kill you. So you have to have a replacement. And some of these guys, they can wake up in the morning and they've got the shakes. So a sugary drink just helps with that a little bit. Plus the fact, I mean, that sugar gives any, anybody a bit of energy. Mm. You know, you put, you know, and, and I think, you know, personally, when you wake up, um, on a, especially on a cold morning, you don't have a lot of energy, you know. So, um, yeah. so, so sugary drinks are, are really important for us out here and for any street level service provider to give out. But um, it could save an alcoholic's life. Okay, so the one that everyone in Northampton in particular remember is the funeral of George that was held in the Market Square. And for one particular reason, he stands out and he has been the highlight when you mention homelessness, rough sleeping. Can you um, tell us about other rough sleepers that have passed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first one that I that I cut that. I got involved with here in Northampton was Chris Matthews. Um, he used to, he used to always come down to the taxi rank here because his dad was a cabbie. Um, he was in and out of uh, supported accommodation, and he was at, he, he was murdered in 2018. Um, and he was actually he was also the first memorial service I did because one of the things I realised at that stage was that um, these guys have no way of saying goodbye. There's nothing in place to help them grieve. Um, they're a family unit on the streets. They're all, they're all, as much as they fall out and stuff, they're a family. And um, so it was really hard for these guys to say goodbye and, and to actually have that moment themselves. So um, he, he was the um, memorial service that I first put together. And um, that's where I met his family and his sister Flo, who's now a trustee of a charity. Um, and also, so he was over here quite a lot. Also, across on the corner just over here, um, was where Christians used to sit. Um, I mean, Christians um, died on our streets. I believe he was 23. Yeah. Um, he'd so come sad. here. He'd come here young. And um, again, we held his memorial service here at All Saints. And um, my charity paid for his body to go home so they could bury him back home in his home country. Um, and uh, we worked quite closely with his brother in Ireland to make sure that could happen. 
I believe we raised just over a thousand pounds to in order to send him home. We held his memorial service here. Um, then of course there was Pete. Everyone used to remember Pete used to sit on here. Uh, the, Grumpy old get Pete, as a lot of people knew him, he was very grumpy, but then if you're waking up on the streets every day, you're not going to be very be, happy. Yeah. Um, he, he was here for a long time. I knew Pete um, over 20 years. I knew him um, before he, he got stuck on the streets and life took him that way. And uh, he died during lockdown in hospital of liver failure. Um, and then, of course, we had um, Sam Wright. Um, she, she, she used to sit further up. First time I met Sam was in the front of Watsies, up the top there. She spent a lot of time up around where KFC is. Um, and she again, unfortunately, she was found unconscious on our streets and died in hospital after coming off life support. And again, we held her memorial service um, over at the um, United Reform Church, over at um, Spring Brothers over there. Um, I'd like to know a bit more about the personalities of these people you've mentioned because yeah. we're talking about them, they've passed. But let's, can you tell us about, you know, they were people at the end of the day. So you got to know these people, like Christian, young lad. What was he like? What was his personality? Was he a bubbly guy or was it obviously because of the situation he just went down and withdrawn? Did you ever see the real Christian? Um, occasionally you'd see. The, the bubbly side of him, the nature, the the, the very young nature of him, because he was very young. Um, I think one of my one of my favourite pictures I've got is is one of the is one I took of Christian sleeping with a big teddy bear. That's how I remember. Christian. You know, he used to have that yeah. huge teddy bear, and he used to sleep with that huge teddy bear for a very long time. Um, but you know, we'd often meet Christian, and he would he he was he would be in a pretty good mood most mornings. To be honest, he wasn't. He didn't let the situation get him down too much. Unfortunately, the addiction was what got him down in the end, um, which was a, a byproduct of street living because he wasn't an addict until he ended up homeless. So homelessness came first, and then addiction followed because he was obviously was vulnerable and he was preyed upon, and, and, and the addictions followed. Um, a lot of people have this concept that people are addicts, therefore are on the streets, but actually, a lot of times it's the other way around. The streets, the streets take them. And then, and then somebody else comes along, and and the addiction becomes a byproduct, a method of survival. But yeah, Christian was a lovely lad. Um, yeah, he used to porridge and hot chocolate was Christian's. That's what he liked. Yeah, porridge oh. and hot chocolate. And what about Sam? Tell us about Sam. Sam was just amazing. Sam, Why Sam? Sam had this real sense of justice. Um, she would stick up for anybody. She'd speak out for anybody. She wouldn't. She wouldn't take anybody's crap at all. She was just this real absolute sense of justice. And the thing I used to love about Sam was you can have a conversation with her about how a, sat a space satellite works or, the, or, or what goes into the components for the fuel of a rocket. And okay. she and she have all this information was just amazing. Um, her short-term memory wasn't so good, but her, 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 her range of retaining information was just absolutely phenomenal. And um, the first time I met her, she, she, she and I gave her a full breakfast out, and she, she said to me, oh, can, can, we, can I have salmon bagels tomorrow, please? Uh, and every time I met her, she'd ask for salmon bagels. Um, and so I started bringing her out salmon bagels at one point, just because that's what she wanted, you know? And, um, but yeah, she, she was, Sam was lovely. Um, I, always, I still always hear, when I walk, especially when I walk down Abington Street, past Watsies and KFC, um, where she used to write, I love you, Stan. That's what she always used to shout out, you know? And, uh, but yeah, Sam, Sam, was a, Sam was an amazing young lady. So, so far, out of 
the ones that have passed obviously you've built relationships with these people because you are someone that they see regularly and you actually you give them something okay and it's a good thing you know you give them food and drink who is who stands out the most uh, out of the one those that you've lost is it just too most? many um i think it's too many i think they all they all stand out in, in their own way because um you know i know I mean, like, like you said, George stands out for most people. Um, but for me, George's value and worth is no different to anybody else's. They're all exactly the same. Yeah. George has resonated more with the town of Northampton and, and obviously with Scotland as well and in the places. Um, I think Sam really does resonate with me. I think, I think those of you, Sam, she was, her loss was really hard to take and very unexpected. Um, very unexpected, you know. Um, how old was Sam, roughly? I think she was early 40s, she wasn't old. And how long do you know, roughly, she was on the streets? No, I don't, I don't know how long she was on. I mean, she was here when I started, you know. Um, I, I, I don't really go into a lot of these conversations with a guy about how long they've been out, why they're out. I mean, if they come up in conversation, they come up in conversation, you know, and we have, and, and if they want to talk about it, they do, you know. Um, but of course, we had, I mean, Jerrica, she was from Canada. She, I, mean, I remember her as well. I mean, she again, she was again a very bubbly lady. Um, she died on these streets as well, unfortunately. She, she died the same year Christians did, you know. Um, but no, no, no one, I don't, think, I don't think anybody really resonates more than anybody else for me. Um, I think to me, they are all equally, yeah. equally a loss, you know, and um, same as the ones that are still with us. Yeah. There aren't many still with us that were here when I started. Yeah. You know, which is which is which is the sadness about it. We've lost quite a few. Yeah.